This is Dr. Benny Tate, and you're listening to the Leeds Club Podcast, all about leadership, personal growth, and encouraging you in your walk with God. Our goal is simple, to help you lead like you never have before in your church, business, home, or whatever platform God has given you. Our next Lead Club session begins now. Well, greetings and thank you so much for joining us for this edition of our Lead CD. It's simply a Lead CD podcast where we pour into Christian leaders. And speaking of Christian leadership, I want to begin by saying at Rock Springs Church, we're doing something to really invest in Christian leaders. We're having a conference called Defy the Odds. This is for pastors. This is for lay people. This is for Christian businessmen and women. It's simply principles that will help us to get to the next level. Now, the date is March 1st and 2nd at Rock Springs Church. You can register at dtoconference.com, and you can get all the details. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get signed up for Defy the Odds Conference. I truly believe this conference has the potential to change your life and change the life of your organization. I want to talk to you uh, in this lesson on something very practical, but something that every leader needs. I want to take just a, a few moments in this recording And I want to talk to you about the benefits of humility. The benefits of humility. Several months back, I had the wonderful opportunity to go to uh, Billy Graham's library in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went there with my senior adults. Barbara and I did. I toured the library probably five, six, maybe seven times. So on this occasion, I let our senior adults tour the library, and if you've not been to the Billy Graham Library, I would encourage you to go. But I had scheduled before we uh, actually went up to the library to meet with a man by the name of Maury Scobie, Maury Scobie. Now, when I give that name, Maury Scobie, you probably don't have a clue who that is, but let me explain who he, who he is and who he was. He's a single man who I would say is in his 70s now. And for 40 years, he was the personal assistant to Dr. Billy Graham and his wife, Ruth. For 40 years, he basically lived with the Grahams. And so while my senior adults were touring the facility, I was spending some time with Maury Scobie. And I asked Maury a question. I said, Maury, Dr. Graham, God used him in such a great way. And I said, if there was one quality that separated Dr. Graham from everybody else, what would that one quality have been? Now, he didn't have to think. He didn't pause. He didn't stutter. He didn't evaluate. As quickly as I asked the question, he said one word, humility. Humility. What separated Billy Graham from everyone else was humility. He was a humble man. I recently found out that there were 400 leaders in the Bible, 400 men or women that were leaders. 
And only 80 of those finished faithful. That means 20% of the leaders in the Bible actually finished faithful. As I researched what were the common qualities of these leaders that finished faithful, what was amazing, the number one quality of all the leaders in the Bible that finished faithful was humility. Humility. Corporate America's even realized this quality. Jim Collins wrote the book, Good to Great. And it was a study of organizations who actually went from good to great. They were good organizations, but they became great organizations. And they noticed one of the qualities of the leader of every organization that went from good to great, there was two common qualities. Number one, they had a strong personal will. But number two, humility. Humility. You know, if you study the life of Jesus Christ, Jesus never said, I'm love. Jesus never said, I'm holy. Jesus never said, I'm good. But if you study Matthew 11 and 29, Jesus said, I am meek and lowly. I am meek and lowly. How did Jesus describe himself? Not as powerful, not as loving, not as holy, but he said, I am meek and lowly. Now, as a, a leader, and particularly as a Christian leader, I want to talk to you about some of the benefits of humility. Number one, God is with you. God is with you. Isaiah 57 and 15 says that God dwells in two places. He dwells in the heavens and he dwells in the humble. I'm recording today in our sanctuary here at Rock Springs Church. I remember uh, how our church grew years back and we were in the small sanctuary and we moved into the large sanctuary that I'm recording in right now. I'm looking at this beautiful facility. And I remember praying in this large facility after leaving the small facility. And one day I prayed and said, God, how am I ever going to pay for this facility? And I said, God, how am I ever going to feel this facility? And God spoke to my heart. I was praying in the small chapel. And God said, you didn't feel the one you're in. And you can't feel the one you're moving in. Only I can do that. I'll tell you a benefit of humility. God is with you. Let me tell you a second benefit of humility. God gives you wisdom. God gives you wisdom when you're humble. Proverbs 11 and 2 said, Pride leads to disgrace. But humility comes with wisdom. I believe the man that probably led our country in the most critical point in our nation was Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. And Abraham Lincoln said, I've been driven to my knees by an overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. 
My wisdom and all about me seemed insufficient in the day. God gives you wisdom when you humble yourself. And as leaders, we can't arbitrarily just make decisions. It's imperative that we hear from God. And we can't hear from God unless we humble ourselves. The decisions that you make will affect many, many lives. And you need wisdom from God. And that only comes through humility. Number three, I want you to understand God gives you direction. God gives you direction. Psalms 25 and 9 says, He leads the humble in the right way, teaching them His way. Number four, God gives you grace. James 4 and 6 says, But He giveth more grace. Wherefore He saith, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And then number five, God will exalt you. God will exalt you. You know what's interesting? The Bible says in James 4 and 10, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. G.K. Chesterton said, How much larger your life would be if you could become smaller in it? (laughs) How much larger your life would be if you could become smaller in it? Now, there are benefits certainly to humility. But what are some practical ways that we can humble ourselves? The Bible is pretty clear when it says to humble yourselves. But what are some practical ways that we can humble ourselves? Well, number one, I'd say admit your faults and needs. Admit your faults and needs. James 5 and 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. If you speak publicly... I would encourage you to let people know your faults from the platform. (laughs) They already know you've got them. But when you express your weaknesses, you become real. You become able to communicate with people. You become able to connect with people because they see you as a transparent person. I would encourage you when you communicate... If you're the hero of the story, don't tell the story. Some people have got to be the bride at every wedding or the corpse at every funeral. I would encourage you, don't tell the story if you've got to be the hero of the story. Tell the story where somebody else can be the hero of the story. And I think it's healthy just to admit our faults and needs. The second practical way I'd say to humble yourself is learn to deflect praise. Learn to deflect praise. Uh, Bill Gothard taught me this principle, that if you don't learn to deflect the praise, the praise will destroy you. Max Licato said, ponder your achievements less. Ponder Christ more. Brag on his work 
not yours. See, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. You've got to learn to deflect praise. When you do something, you've got to learn to say to people, you're kind. Somebody said, you haven't served God. till somebody else gets the credit and God gets the glory. So how can we humble ourselves? I would challenge you, just admit your faults and needs. It's therapeutic for you, by the way. Number two, I'd say deflect praise. Number three, I'd say serve others. Serve others. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 19, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all. John 13 and 34 says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. I was reading the story about Jesus, the ultimate leader, how he walked into an upper room and saw towels and basins and washed his disciples' feet. One of the times when I was in Israel, in the upper room, I thought about, I visualized those towels and those basins. And I realized it was a small room. But the disciples walked past the towels. They walked past the basins. And God spoke to me and said, there are towels and basins in every relationship. You want to humble yourself? Don't look to be served. Serve other people. The greatness of a person is not determined by the number of people that serve them, but rather by the number of people they serve. What is ultimate leadership? Ultimate leadership is serving others. It's servant leadership. Somebody said, let the greatest among you be your servant. Martin Luther King said, every man can be great because every man can serve. There's a fourth way, just a real practical way that I would encourage you to humble yourself. That is, kneel before God. Kneel before God. If you're physically able, of course. I know Dr. Charles Stanley, 86 years old. I heard him speak the other day, he and his son Andy. And Andy said, Dad taught me early on to kneel before God. Kneel before God. There's something humbling when we kneel before somebody. And it's humbling when we kneel before God. Number five, express gratefulness to God and others. Express gratefulness to God and others. I remember years ago, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak at Tennessee Temple. Tennessee Temple that was started by Dr. Lee Robison. Dr. Lee Robison was asked, Dr. Lee, if you could live your life over, what would you change? He said, if I could live my life over, I would be more grateful. I'd be more grateful to God and I'd be more grateful to others. And when we express gratefulness to God and when we express gratefulness to other people, it's humbling to us. I don't know where you're at in your leadership journey, in your spiritual journey. 
in your occupational journey, but I'll promise you this, you didn't get there by yourself. Somebody invested in you. Somebody said when you see a turtle on a fence post, you know it didn't get there by itself. Somebody poured into you. You're standing on somebody's shoulders. I would encourage you to express gratefulness to God and others. And then number six, I would say be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. When we realize who God is, it gives us the right perspective of who we are. That's why the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord. We can't make him any bigger than he already is, but we have a responsibility to see him bigger than he is. In Detroit, Michigan in the 1930s, there were three men on the back of a bus, and they attempted to pick a fight with a man on that bus. They insulted him profusely, just kept trying to start a fight. These three men did with this one man. As that man was getting off the bus, taking all this abuse, he never responded, but as he got off the bus, he simply handed them his business card. This is what it said. Joe Lewis, boxer. It was the heavyweight champion from 1937 to 1949. What is humility? Humility is power under control. Power under control. Now, as I wrap this lesson up on humility, um, let me just give you some practical things maybe that might be helpful, some tidbits before we depart. Number one, keep listening and learning. Keep listening and learning. <laughs> it's what we learn after we know it all that counts. And I would just encourage you as a leader to keep listening and learning. The second thing I'd say to you is hang out with ordinary people. Just hang out with ordinary people. Abraham Lincoln said, God must have loved common people because he made so many of them. The Bible says, speaking of Jesus, that the common people received him gladly. Where'd you get this concept, Pastor Benny? Hang out with ordinary people. Romans 12 and 16, don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. There's a third thing I'd say. Stop taking yourself so serious. Stop taking yourself so serious. <laughs> Learn to laugh at yourself, and you will never run out of material. A young man who had been hired by the personnel department of a large supermarket chain reported to work at one of the stores. The manager greeted him with a warm handshake and smile handed him a broom, and said, your first job will be to sweep out the store. But the young man said, I'm a college graduate. I'm sorry, the manager said. I didn't know that. Here, give me the broom, and I'll show you how. I would encourage you to take what you do serious, 
but don't take yourself serious. Learn to laugh at yourself. I love the story of Bill and Hillary Clinton. They pulled up at a gas station one day to get some gas, and the guy pumping the gas said, Hi, Hillary. How are you doing? She said, I'm doing great. He filled up the vehicle with gas, and Hillary and the gas attendant conversed a little more, and later they was pulling off, and Bill looked over at Hillary and said, you knew him? She said, oh, yeah, I knew him. He said, well, how did you know him? She said, well, to be honest with you, I used to date him. Bill said, well, Hillary, I, in light of he's a gas attendant, and I became president of the United States. I bet you're sure proud you married me and not him because I became president. She said, Bill, if I would married him, he would have became president. Well, I'll say, don't take yourself too serious. Now, on this whole issue of humility, if you, if you think you've got it, if you've listened to this lesson or if I've taught this lesson and I think, well, I think I've got this down, that's a good indicator that we don't. See, let me say it like this. Humility is something fully that we probably never achieve. But I do believe it's something we should aspire to. And our life will be better if we learn to humble ourselves. And I've met some great leaders in my life. I've had the privilege of meeting some tremendous, tremendous leaders. But I've never met a great leader that wasn't a humble leader. Humility. I promise you, it will impact and it will enrich your life. Again, before we pray, be sure and put on your calendar, March 1st and 2nd, defy the odds. There is a small fee, but I want you to know, if you're unable to pay that fee, we will scholarship every person who would like to attend. Money, resources is no problem. We want you here for defy the odds. You can go to dtoconference.com or you can call 770-229-8663. I believe this conference will change your life. I want to pray for you. Jesus, as we bow in your presence, I thank you for every leader that's listening to me today. And I pray your blessing, your anointing, your touch upon their lives. I ask you to keep them close. I ask you to keep them clean. Now we pray this prayer in the name above every name. For we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's Leeds Club session. We hope you feel encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information or resources about leadership, be sure and check out our website at rockspringsonline.com slash leadership. Join us next time for more insights on leadership, personal growth, and encouragement. As you walk with God, we want to help you get to the next level.